The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back to Officially Unofficial, presented by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American, Johnny Junta. And we are joined with a day one guy, a guy that we had before the fame, before the draft, before everything. We've been grinding with him through the minors in college. It is the number one prospect for the Washington Nationals. Is that good? You tell me. And man rocket, my guy, Cade Cavalli. How are you, brother? What's up, man? Good seeing you again. It's good to be back, man. And a lot of shit has happened since we had you on last time. I mean, we're talking, we're talking, you get drafted first round. You're just, I mean, I don't even, if I searched your name on uh, Twitter on draft day, it would have just been probably just every female in America commenting how good looking you looked and your brother. Honestly, your brother probably got a couple DMs that day too. But uh, I mean, it's just, so let's go into the draft day because we had you on leading up to it. You had no idea where you were going to go. Did you just not want to tell me you were going to the Nationals, or was that like just out of nowhere they drafted you? Out of nowhere. It was crazy. Um, yeah, that draft day was nuts. Did not – honestly, I did not obviously, you know, have a lot of confidence in myself, and I say this very humbly, but I did not expect to get down that far. And it was just a weird deal going on that day, weird draft. But um, losing God's plan because I'm crazy happy to be with the Nationals, and I think that was the best place for me to go. And been able to push me, and I've made a lot of strides there, so it's been really good. No, it's just it's been actually crazy to see like your development, and and obviously you probably don't listen to like all the episodes, but we ever usually every minor league guy that we have on the show that like when I ask him who the hardest pitcher they faced is, it's you. It's honestly bananas because if you would have told me that like when I had you on the Instagram live with Cole that every single guest we had in the minors would say, "Listen, man, I don't want to face Cade Cavalli." I would have told what the hell is going on here. But I mean, talking about that progress, man, I mean, what's a couple adjustments or just some things that you've learned so far in your minor league career compared to college? Because in college, the narrative on you was you're raw, but you're just not there yet, obviously. Right. I mean, that's why yeah. I yeah, like you, you were raw, but you just weren't there. You could say maybe because you were playing two way, whatever. But what's a couple adjustments you've made or learned in so far in your college career that, that, that like that, that gave you all that success? Honestly, it's just getting up on the mound every week and getting that experience under my belt because, you know, I'm three years into this pitching thing and, you know, it takes a lot to learn and a lot of experience and just 
learning how to attack the zone early and trust my stuff. I remember at the beginning, I was trying to be too picky, giving hitters a lot of credit. And I wasn't trusting my stuff like I should have. And I feel like I got good stuff. So I just need to put it in the zone. And whenever I started doing that, good things happened. But really biggest thing was just getting out there and getting that experience because, I mean, it's, you can't beat experience. It's just you learn from each start and it's been, it's been a fun ride. I mean, and there's this one account that I'd be pissed off at. They'd probably be pissed off for me for not bringing it up. It's a massive Nationals fan account. I believe it's called, what is it, Hoff Pursuit Takes? Is that what it's called? I don't know if that's what it's called. I'm but not- they legit love you, dude. Like, it, it's actually crazy because, like, every time you're pitching, it's like the Nationals are losing, but Cade Cavalli's pitching. It's bananas. So what's, like, the reception been like from the Nationals fans for you? Like, are they DMing you, asking you for, like, signed jock straps or some shit? Like, what's going on there with the Nationals fans? Not- Jockstraps, but yeah, for sure. A lot of about signing stuff, try to get back to as many people as possible, but you know how that is. But I mean, the fans have been great. I feel like I got quite a big support on my back in DC and um, honestly, just Nats fan all over the country. And it's been cool, like in my hometown, you know, seeing Nat stuff walk around occasionally. And you had never seen that, uh, you know, three years ago. Was was part of you wanting to go like Lamar Jackson on the draft and be like 21 teams made a mistake in front of me? Like, I'm going to bring a World Series to the Nationals. Believe that. Like, were you about to pull that on the draft? Like, how close were you, you to know, saying that? You already know that was in my head. 100%. <laughs> like, all right. All right, let's go then. And it just it honestly kind of just lit a fire under me even more. I just wanted to go shove it down those teams' throats every time. And I did. And, I mean, there was a GM at one of the parks. And I remember I was walking off the field. And I just... I had done pretty good, and I'm like, because they were one of the teams I was talking to a lot, and I knew he was up there. And I was just looking in the press box, just staring at him. I was like, let's go. I they love hype. that. You know, it's just, as a competitor, you know, it's just, you want to, you yeah. have, I have fire in me, and it comes out sometimes. I would do the exact same thing. Like, I would have I would have done, because obviously you're an OU guy, I would have did the Baker Mayfield holding my jock, right, like facing the GM. <laughs> I would have did that, because – it's crazy because, like, even on draft day, when you got picked, I'm pretty sure, like, the MLB Network guys were like, we did not expect this, like, to go, like, 22nd. Like, I think they had you tabbed for what? Like, 12 to 15 or something along those lines, right? Yep. So, that was a crazy – I watched the whole thing. I was, like – obviously, it was, like, quarantine, I think, it was here. So, there was literally nothing else to do. But I was, yep. like, what the – what's going on here, dude? Like, so, Nationals didn't even have any interest in you. Like, they were never talking to you pre-draft. It came out of nowhere. I mean, I, I had had conversation with them, but – what they had told me was, you know, you will not be available whenever our pick is, but we just want to get to know you and just, you know, had a few conversations. And um, the guy was awesome. His name's Jared Head, and he was an area guy around here. And, I mean, I loved every conversation with him and what they were about because I remember him always being – it's one of the meetings that I really do remember because he was like, we're a very family-oriented like oriented organization, kind of old school. We run it like like a family would and that stuck out in my head and that's the truth like whenever I got with the Nats it was it was pretty cool I love all the people in it so it was really good and I really hope like there's some sort of video where it's like the Justin Jefferson pick for the Minnesota Vikings where like the Vikings are like what the Eagles chose Jalen Rieger like what and then it just Cade yeah. Cavalli and the Nationals guys just fired up because obviously I, I would honestly I would love to like talk to like a Nationals GM or area scout just to see what was going through their head when they saw you like slip to them. Because like you said, right. I mean, they, they were like, listen, man, like you're not, you're not going, you're not going to us. Like you're not going to slide this far. So 
what, what was your agent even saying? Because I know your agent's Cole's dad, I believe, right? Yeah. Cole Franklin's dad. Was he just like, man, I have no idea what's going on here? Like, what, what was he saying to you? That's that's legit what was happening. Because we, uh, I was in the room, like the, our, we had, you know, the draft going on on computers and stuff, and he was getting calls, and everyone was out in the living room, and I, we expected not to get past 15th. Yeah. And I remember that 15th pick happened, and, like, you know, everyone's been waiting in there for, like, an hour and a half. I'm like – and then 16 goes by and 17 and we're not getting calls. And J- Jay's like, dude, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I started getting nervous. I was like, I'm about to have this party and not even <laughs> go. Like, gosh, damn. but you know, the, yeah, the rest happened and it was, a, it was a fun time. But dude, like, and when it happened, it looked like it just happened so fast. Cause I see you get picked to the next thing I know. It's like Kyler Murray on the phone, Kyler Murray, like, tweeting about you like instagramming you like because obviously people talk about how good kyler murray was what was it like i mean to just talk to literally a superstar in the nfl and like a guy that you were former teammates with i mean what did he say to you on draft day oh he was just congratulating me and just pretty much telling me put my head down you know it's the beginning it's time to get to work now and he's my boy he's uh that's just how he is man he's a fierce competitor and he's got your back and he uh He's a good dude, and that was good to hear from him on that day. It was like Instagram Live pops in on MLB Network. I was like, hey, what's up, brother? That's so, crazy. Yeah. Dude, and you know what I feel like? And someone, maybe a listener can actually make this GIF. There's like that GIF of like the Ninja Turtle where it's the old man carrying the young the young turtle and the, the young yeah. turtle carrying the old man. Someone yeah. put me as the old man and then you as a turtle, then switch it. Like that's what our friendship has been like. Because when I met Bro, you. We need that. We got to <laughs> dude when i met you i like i remember i remember like cole was telling me on the instagram live he's like this is Cade cavalli obviously I, i'm not a i don't know anything about like prospects or anything like that i just do the podcast and he's I like was, he's go- I was still in college yeah he's like he's going yeah. first round i was like all right cole like i thought he was just pumping your tires and then i right. see you go first round i'm like damn i was like all right cole cole put yeah. it into fruition man but what's it been like i mean obviously you've been going up through the system you've been grinding has Cole been like telling you, like, listen, man, like it's honestly like a nightmare to like live and the food and all that shit. Like, did he prepare you for some of the shit that you'd experience, especially in some of the leagues you played in? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, he'd already been through it for a year and just hearing like how I should approach stuff. And he was just kind of filling me in on like the minor league life. Cause I really didn't have a clue what was going on. And he was pretty much spot on, you know, it's, it's grindy, but it, you know, it feeds that hunger of, I want to get to the next level. I don't want to keep doing this. And it's just part of going through the system. And I've enjoyed every bit of it. Cause I know that all these hall of famers, you know, they had it worse than us, honestly, like they had those bus trips and stuff. And our travel has been really, really good and easy. And, um, you know, it is, it's eight months of living in a hotel, which is tough, but, um, this year they're going to be paying for our hotels, which is huge. Yeah big moves but yeah he he for sure helped me and just kind of prepared me of what i was walking into yeah and this is a truth circle and i'm not saying this because i'm a big Cade cavalli guy but you had no business being in high eight right i mean i mean 1770 all right what was going on i mean when you were pitching there was it like was that probably the best you felt i mean obviously you went through three levels in one like you're pretty much on like a bryce harper kind of scale here three levels in one year but when you were in high A and you were striking these guys up, were you just like, man, holy shit, like, I, I got some good stuff. Is that when you realized, like, listen, man, I got a really good – like, I got some really good shit here. Like, I've, I'm, I'm probably – or I'm probably going to be a big leaguer someday. Is that when you realized it? 
No, I mean, I've always personally, I've felt that way. Like I said, I'm a confident guy, but um, as humbly as I can say, like whenever I got drafted, I mean, I was, you know, I was putting in crazy work. I was getting after it and then ended up getting sent to the all site in 2020. And that was four months of facing our top guys in the organization. I got to go up to the big leagues a couple of times, to, uh, big league stadium to throw against our lineup. And I did really well. And it just gave me a ton of confidence walking into the season and spring training. And, you know, I got to pitch in a big league spring training game against the Mets and it felt fast. And like, I felt like I honestly felt like a rookie then. Um, but whenever I got like my second batter, I was like, all right, dude, this is the same game. Like, just trust your stuff and get out of that inning. And I took a, like a ton of confidence away from that. And just going into the season, I was like, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be a big year. And I just had to, you know, like I said, just trust my stuff and fill it up and let the results be the results once it's out of my hand. And they're, they're good results. So. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. Like, obviously, just seeing the the shit you were doing, like the stats you were pulling up, it was ridiculous. Did you get to talk to like guys like Max Scherzer when he was there, or Strasburg, or any of those guys? Like, did they talk to you and be like, "Listen, man, like you're," or did they give you any tips or anything along those lines? Um, it, it was different because we were in groups in spring training. You know, yeah. especially with the COVID stuff going on, like they were trying to keep everyone pretty separated and us minor league guys they didn't want us around. I mean, we were around each other, but it wasn't like I'm in line with Strauss and Scherzer doing PFPs, you know? Um, but I, I, I got to have a couple conversations with them and they're great guys. Um, it was super light combos, but um, my biggest takeaway was being able to watch them and how they approach their bullpens and how they approach catch play every single day. They, I mean, they had a purpose every time they went out there um, and Patrick Corbin, I play catch with him and, started talking to me about change up and just tunneling and stuff. And that was a great conversation. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it was fun. Yeah, dude. It's, it's so sick to see like, I mean, three levels in one year is ridiculous, but we got to go into the griminess of the minor leagues here. I mean, we've had some hilarious stories and I mean, you had like literally a cup of coffee in every level. You haven't even stayed every, like for like three months, the longest at like any level, what's like some of the funny minor league stories or just funny minor league shit that you've experienced, like weird dressing rooms, weird fans coming at you, especially being a massive prospect that you are like, what's one story from your minor league career or just one thing that's like stood out to you so far. That's like funny or just, just the minor league, like just describes what minor leagues has been like. Um, honestly, dude, the, the way the fans like middle of the game will lean in the dugout and be like, Hey, Hey, <laughs> And my coaches would be looking at me, and I'm like, what? Like, they – like, no feel. So, this dude had been doing it all game where I'm in Harrisburg. And he's just peeping his head in the dugout. It's like the fifth inning. He's like, hey, can you sign this? Okay, okay. Obviously, I'm not looking at him. Our coach is like, dude, get – like, come on. Get out of here. <laughs> well, after the game, the same dude's standing over there, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go get him. Well, he knows, like, for me – Cause he's like a 40 year old and he's got this big old binder of like 20 cards of mine. You know, I'm only going to sign a couple. I'm not going to sit there and sign 20. And cause I know, I know what he's going to be doing with them, you know? Yeah. And, but you know, if it, I, the, the card signers, they know if it's personalized to me or I can personalize it to them. I have no problem signing if it's for them. I love that, you know? So he, he opens his big binder. This is hilarious. And it's got like 15 different cards and he wrote to, Greg, I can't, I don't know the name. It was something. 
all of every one of them is personalized and like word had been going around that I'll do personalized stuff. I'm looking at the cards and it's like in a binder, like the clear part, you know, I'm like, why, like, why would he write his name on all these cards just for me? Like maybe make it quicker, but I'm looking at him. I'm like, that doesn't look right. I literally take my finger and I just like wipe, wipe one of them. He put an ex- expo marker so he can erase it after I've signed all of them. And dude, I was so mad. I'm, I'm like, I look at him. I go, this is expo marker. I was like, you're going to erase this once I sign this. I was like, get out of here. I was like, I'm not signing your stuff. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm heated. My coaches are over there. They're laughing. They're like, dude, that is like, that's, un- we've never seen that happen. That's unbelievable. Dude, you got to tip your cap. You got to tip your cap. And, I, and I know that guy's a clown. Oh my, that looks different. All of them. They just wipe completely off the card. Dude, and you know what you got to do? What, what would be like a vet move is you bring your own marker. And you're like, all right, you want this to Greg? To Greg, sign it. And just <laughs> and absolutely just put him in a box where he's yeah. like looking at it. And he's like, I, I guess I got to sell this to people named Greg. Like, I have no idea what's going on here. Just put yeah. him in an absolute box. But being like a top prospect like you are, humble brag is that good, number one in the system. I mean, you must just be – I mean, you must be getting sworn because Bryson – Bryson Stott, like one of my yeah. one of my good buddies, he told me it's like idiot zone for him. Every, like everywhere he goes, it's like yeah. you'd think the guy's literally Drake with like these my like where he goes and stuff. Is I, it like that for you? A little bit, yeah. Um, what was eye opening to me like the very first experience where I like kind of got like wow, like this is a little too much. It was on the way home from the Futures game in Colorado, which I was with Bryson. We were chilling. Yeah. I get home at Harrisburg and it's like legit 11:45 at night, and there's 20 dudes waiting at the airport that I know oh. I'm gonna field the next day, and I like had a long day of travel, my rides out there, and they're like, "Okay, can you sign?" I'm like, "It's 11:45 at night, like <laughs> in the middle of Harrisburg. What are you doing, dude? Just, dude. But you know, it is it's cool. Like I I really appreciate them, like how big of a fan they are and stuff, but. Whenever I'm signing 20 cards for the same guy, I'm kind of like, come on, man. I'm telling you, I'll I'll tell you what, man. Those guys are not fans. Like, fans don't wait outside for 11.45 p.m. Like, when they're 60 years old. Like, and and that's the thing that aggravates me. And obviously, I have an ongoing one-way feud with foul ball guy because I think he's the biggest clown of all time. It's just these guys, like. At the end of the day, dude, you're like tw- like you're in your like low early 20s. You're just grinding in the minor leagues. You just traveled all day and they're just waiting for you and they just expect you to sign. And you know what's crazy is if you don't sign for them, then they try to they start this narrative that you're a scumbag and you're just like a, a mean. It's yeah. it's crazy. Have people actually like have you had to turn down autographs and people said something to you before? Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, I have. I Turned down a guy with a big old binder that I'd seen at the park like three days in a row. He's like, come on, man. Like, one more. Come on. I'm like, dude, I've signed like 10 of your cards. Like, what <laughs> want from me? Dude, it, it's it's crazy, man. Like, I, I feel bad for you guys. Like, it, it's, uh, it's funny, too, because these guys think they're, like, slick, and they'll maybe, like, change their outfit or they'll just try to look different to, like, make yeah. it seem like it's different for you. But it's really not. It, it sucks. But – I mean, but also, though, they ain't doing that for the scrubs, bro. Like, they're doing that for the big dogs on campus. So that kind of gives you a reality check. Like, man, maybe I am good at this baseball thing. But it is great. And I actually heard 
Bobby Witt got it the worst. Like Bobby Witt, people were waiting for him at the airport in Colorado. Yeah, I couldn't imagine what he goes through. He's the number one prospect in baseball, I believe, right? Or is he number two or three? I think Spencer Torkelson. Imagine what Torkelson deals with, dude. Yeah, crazy. Dude, it, it's – um and, and and being at that Futures game, obviously our guy, both of our guys, Brennan Davis, just turned into Barry Bonds that game. I yeah. mean, two nukes. It was bananas. What yeah. was it like seeing all these, like, top prospects? Because I'm assuming you played with them with, in USA and all that kind of stuff. Was it yeah. like a little Team USA reunion for you? Yeah, I kind of felt that way a little bit. And, you know, I met a couple of Big 12 guys that I had never talked to, but I played them in college, and we knew who we were. Like Nick Lodolo, like, I, I faced him. You know, I was hitting last time I had seen him and he was pitching when we were facing each other and we were talking about that. But no, it was really cool just being around that kind of talent and like us finally getting to know each other. Cause it's like you see, you see guys that you're competing with, you know, in the minor leagues and it's hard to ever, like you don't walk across the field during BP and just chop it up with a random dude. You know how that is. Yeah. And it was good, like getting that setting to where we could sit in a bullpen and just chop it up and, get to know each other a little bit. So whenever we do play each other, it can be, be cool. Yeah. And, and who was a couple guys that like stood out to you there? Like a couple freaks, like a couple, uh, a couple like nasty players. Yeah. I, I thought Shane Baz, obviously. I mean, that dude, he, he made his big league debut and he's pitching in the playoffs this year after being in the futures game three months prior, you know? Yeah. He, he looked really well. Um, just very in control. Ball explodes out of his hands. Got good stuff. He's got an idea of what he's doing. Um, and then Max Meyer, you know, he's got an amazing slider and just kind of talking to him about that a little bit. And just, you know, you, you get to sit back and watch all these talented guys, see what they do. And, um, you know, they're looking at the same with you, too. So it's just it's a really good environment and atmosphere. That was just but, an insane game, man, for like Brennan Davis. I mean, dude, the, he guy, went off. the guy launches twice and a little humble brag. We've had the past two futures game MVPs on the podcast is that good. You right. tell me Brennan Davis, Sam Huff, but uh, the kid's a freak. I mean, Brennan Davis is going to be a, like a legit superstar in the major leagues. I mean, he's nasty. Yeah. Right? yeah 100%. What is he lifetime against you? I haven't faced him yet. Really? Yeah. I haven't gotten to face him. I mean, oh, we're okay. in leagues. He's in Iowa and I'm up, you know, in Rochester. So. Dude, how uh, how tough was that uh, New York Penn League? I went to go visit Bryson there in Williamsport. Yeah. Oh my god, I had no idea how you guys did. It. And you and we talk about obviously the fans being like over top of you. They really like your like your locker room to the dugout. You have to walk through fans like in majority of the ballparks. What was that hey. league like? What was that league like? Because I I believe there's some areas like Brooklyn or some fields like that where it's just you're in the trenches. Like that's a tough league. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, we're in Rochester. There's not a whole lot going on there. But, on, I mean, our stadium, and we pull a really good crowd. I, I liked Rochester. Um, but I we went to Buffalo. That was cool. Um, your Blue Jays, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the AAA was, it was nice because, you know, I went from high A to there pretty quick. So, I, a change of scenery, it just, like – Stadiums kept getting bigger and crowds kept getting bigger. So I was like, honestly, just grateful to be there and enjoying every second of it. So I, I, I didn't mind the New York Penn League at all. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Like, did you unpack your bags when you went to a level? Because and I'm just looking at your starts here. I mean, seven starts in high A, 11 in double A, then six in triple A. Like, you just flew through the system. I mean... Were you who like what was that like to just every single level you're you're literally there for like a month and it's all right change the scenery or was it hard to like adjust to that? Yeah, um, you know, as a pitcher, you want to get comfy and comfort is it's big, you know, and in order to execute and stuff. And it was just it was weird because I would get there and like I'd get to know these guys super well in that month or two, and then it'd just be like, boom, I'm on on a new team and you get to know those guys and then boom, I'm leaving again. I'm on a new team. So, I mean, I, I looked at it as a positive cause I got to make a ton of new relationships this year and got to meet a, di- a bunch of different guys. And obviously it was my first year in the org. So I wasn't going into double A and triple A really knowing very many guys. So I always felt like the new kid on the block anywhere I went. But um, like I said, we got a ton of great people in our org and I, I really enjoyed it every stop. And uh, and we were talking about drafting here, and I forgot to mention this to you because obviously it happened after. Little, pretty big signing bonus for that. What was the dumbest thing you bought with the signing bonus money, or 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 what was like the biggest purchase you made, like a whip or like a, a Rolex? Like what's what are you rolling around in right now? Nah, you know, honestly, I haven't really bought that much stuff. Uh, I, I bought a truck, yeah, a dream truck. I've been wanting that truck since I was like seventeen years old. And that was easily my biggest purchase. But I mean, you know me. Like, I'm not like, I'm not trying to get like. You're not flashy. You're, you're not. You're not Cole Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Cole. Cole's got some swag. I try to keep up with him a little bit. But no, I mean, I. I'm trying to be smart with my money and let it work for me and be good later on. So. I'll tell you what. And thank God. I mean, it, we're lucky we're not in switch situations because if I signed for that, I would be an absolute fool. I would have like three whips. I have every, I'd have a, I'd have a whip for every single day. Like I would just be an absolute fool. I just, it'd be crazy. I mean, it'd be crazy. And I'd be like living like Cole does when he's in Florida ripping around in Lambos and mansions and shit. What's going on with that? I mean, how, 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 what, what is that? Whose house is that? That's uh, he owns our agency. His name's Phil, and he's a, he's a great dude. But he is very <laughs> loaded, and Cole gets to all his whips in his house and stuff. So it's, it's funny. He'll be, you know, posing in front of a Ferrari, and then a Lambo, and I'm just like, it looks like it, it looks it, it, it looks like he's in a Drake music video. Like it, that's what it looks like he's living in, bro. I mean, the guy's living the dream. Like it's just crazy yeah. to me. I mean, and I got to bring it up here because obviously we're talking about on draft day with your uh, with your family and all that kind of stuff. 
I mean, how's the bro doing? How's my guy Tristan doing? Is he buzzing? Is he st- the guy? And I'll say this to both of you, and with with all due respect, you especially, you're gonna have a shit ton of haters when you make the show because one, this is my massive pet peeve is is guys that are good looking and good at sports. You you got to pick one. You can't you can't have two. It's just you pick good looking or good at sports, and you got both of it. So I mean, how's my guy Tristan doing? I mean, what's he up to now? Dude, he's good. He's doing really well. Um, I actually just got done cutting his hair. You know, I've been getting him right while, while I'm home. But uh, he's doing really good. He's living the dream, man. That's a legend right there. I mean, that's a, I mean, he's a supporter of the show. He's a big fan of the podcast. My guy right there. But, dude, and we were talking about the minors. And obviously, you being a big name and all that kind of stuff, it's going to attract fans making fun of you or fans chirping you. What's a couple chirps that you've received this year? Honestly, I can't remember very many chirps, but I just – I know there's haters and any – I mean, I struggle with command a couple times and be like, who's this? I can't believe we picked him. And you get on Twitter and you see that stuff, whether you want to see it or not. It's just going to be there. They tag you. And um, it's funny. Like, I'm the kind of guy that I'll read them and I'll remember them. Like, I probably have a couple screenshots of tweets that I'm like, all right, bet. Just send like, them to you, me. You, yeah, and I'm like – you want to make that assumption right now? Like, dude, this is my first year. Like, I can't wait to, you know, prove it wrong. I'm That's how I work. That's how my mind works. It's just whether it's good or not, but I know it's just going to keep getting worse, which so what? You know, there's always going to be haters. It's going to happen, and, I, and I'm begging you. Listen, I'm not going to beg, but you send me these screenshots. I'm just going to have them in my arsenal because I stand up for guys on the podcast. So whenever you, you whenever you do your thing, and let and let's say hypothetically gonna, you win a you win a Cy Young someday, I yeah. might I might body bag these people on Twitter. It might be game over. It might be game over. I mean, and and we're I mean, you got us. What's going on with your Twitter? Why aren't you verified? What are we doing here, Nationals? Like, what's going on? Dude, honestly, I don't, I don't really do. Tristan's here. He just walked in. There he uh, is. Yep. But uh, I'm not like, I'm not huge in the social media thing for some reason. It just kind of wore off on me, and I don't, I don't post a whole lot. I know you can see that, but I never really try to get verified on Twitter. So. Well, of course you're gonna post about the pod, but that's, I mean, that's what yeah, we do here. Will. I mean, yeah, that I mean, will. Hundred percent. Obviously, a friend of the show, and we're talking about hitting here. I mean, I, I mentioned you were a two way. What's going on with that? Are you still taking BP every now and again to just prepare? Because I don't think yeah. this D, I don't think this DH thing's happening for National League. Oh. I mean, I, I hope I love pitchers hitting, but are you are you like taking hacks in the cage? How are we looking here? Yeah, dude, I, I've been swinging a little bit during the offseason, just having fun with it. Tristan and I actually went about a week and a half ago. You know that new hit tracks thing? Yeah, yeah, we we went and hit on one of those in the cage, and we're just having fun with it. But I got a few abs this year. Did well. I was seeing it well, surprisingly. I was like, hey, bad, not bad. Dude, I guarantee you the Nationals, when they see you at the dish, they're probably holding their breath. Like, they're like, please, God, don't sw- daddy hack. And in your mind, you're like, I'm daddy hacking this shit. There's no way I'm not, I'm not I'm yeah. giving this pitcher anything. So, I mean, what are you lifetime at the plate? I mean, I, I, I couldn't even find your stats for that. But what are you lifetime right now? Uh, I'm one for four right now. I have five ABs. I laid a my first AB. Safety squeeze right down the first baseline, a little blunt, wow. you know. Athlete. Second, uh, broken bat down the line, and just naturally, I ran a super hard ninety. I'm scooting, and I just hear the dugout, "Slow down, slow down!" Like, dude, you can't be running hard nineties. Like, <laughs> just focus on pitching. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you yep. can. 
And I got to bring this up to you. Obviously, it's completely off topic, but you're a University of Oklahoma guy. I mean, what's your thought process here on Lincoln Riley? I mean, the guy just gassed you. You, you know, you just gassed Oklahoma for USC poverty school. Just terrible at football lately. What's what's your thought process on that? You look at you look at the deal he got, and you're like, all right, makes sense. No, no one in their right mind is passing that up. You know, you're going to good weather. You got your house paid for. I mean, you're getting what was it, like hundred million or something yeah. crazy. And then the way he did it, the fashion that he did it before a bowl game, you know, supposedly it was a meeting that no, none of the players had a clue what was going on. It wasn't a very long meeting. It was just kind of like, hey, I'm out of here, boys, like <laughs> blah, blah. And I'm like, I hear that because, you know, I know I know some players and j- just the, how that meeting went, I guess. And I think, you know, he's going to take the deal, obviously, but the way he did it, I don't think it was right. I think he could have done done it in a different fashion but and i'm under the it, illusion i'm under the illusion he did it before the oklahoma state game like it was done because that right. oklahoma state game was embarrassing i mean it, they yeah, got it, dominated like you didn't care and yeah I, you don't know i don't know what what happened but that's that's how it appeared to be and just dude how about bob stepping up though bob stoops legend 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 o- oklahoma legend i mean so, I mean, what's going on here? Uh, Cade Williams is obviously going to be gone. I, I think he yeah. transferred. Spencer Rattler, who's – I mean, not the – he was terrible this year, is gone. So, I mean, are, is OU football, like, done now, or what's the deal with uh, that? Because, I mean, I uh, don't know what's happening. I think that – I think it's going to be all right. Brent Venables is a great guy. Brought in that Schmitty, the strength conditioning from a Yeah. He's just an absolute animal. Just kills the guys. I know we're going to be tough, but – I. Th- it's OU football. Like we're gonna be all right, you know. Yeah. You're in the Big Twelve anyway, so it's not. I mean, yeah, it's what I, I Dude, actually know. The SEC, SEC, yeah. SEC. That's, I'm ready. I'm ready to see that. I, I'm excited because obviously I'm a degenerate gambler. I'm excited to see University of Texas just get absolutely steamrolled every single game in the SEC because that's that's just the guarantee in life is University right. of Texas football just getting absolutely. Have- yeah, they're dominate. I it just they they stick. I mean, oh, I love their baseball team. Don't get me wrong, but well, I don't know what's going on with the football team and OU right. baseball here. Are what's cool? I mean, and we're talking about the rivalry with Oklahoma State and all that kind of stuff. I saw Oklahoma State was ranked seventh in the preseason yeah. rankings here. Are are they are they running the state right now for baseball? How does that rivalry go? Yeah, I think OSU's got a good program over there, and I know that they got a good squad. I mean, that's what it's looking like. Like they were seventh in the preseason, but uh. You know, you can't count OU out. We got talent there. We got Skip as a coach, and honestly, anything can happen. Um, I know there's a lot of young guys. We got Peyton Graham, who's possibly going to be a high draft pick, Jake Bennett. Um, we, we got some guys on that team that I think they, if they step up this year, it'll be really good. Is is Cole's brother committed there, or is he committed somewhere else? Yeah, I think Cayman, yeah, he's there. That's committed just there. bananas to me. He's Dude, literally he's, grade 10. He, freak he's a grade 10 bro and he's committed to oklahoma oh have you seen him recently he looks like he's He's like like, yeah he could tower me dude i mean he's just dunking with ease he's 14 years old 15 years old it's unbelievable yeah and then cole's he's a freak good for him good for that kid that kid if i was that kid i'd be the cockiest kid in high school of all time i mean i would just be an absolute douchebag all this all the time but i want to go so 
I want to go into next year. So obviously we don't know if the season's going to happen, but I'm assuming it is obviously with the minor leagues and all that kind of stuff. I mean, how are you looking right now? Have you started ramping that shit up again? Just like assuming you're going to be at spring training or what's going on here? Are you starting to like, just let that shit eat? Yeah, no, I, I have been ramping up a little bit. Um, I'm six or seven bullpens in now. So I've been getting after it a little bit and I got a new program, uh, guy named rob ellison who took care of cole when you know cole had that oblique thing yeah and whatever was going on with his yeah. shoulder and um he took care of cole and whenever i had a back issue in high school a couple times i would go to him and he's a very knowledgeable guy so what we did was we did like this big long thing on my body and found deficiencies and we just been focused on those so it's a brand new program to me and i'm feeling really good i've been ramping up i just got back from that mini camp had a good couple bullpens there and you know we got a pretty much new staff with the Nats and got to meet all those guys I think we're heading the right direction so it it was really good I'm feeling great and I'm excited man yeah I really dude let's break the team out of camp screw it I mean I actually I think that's one of the things they're talking about in the negotiation is big league manipulation so if that is gone and there's like no such thing as that anymore with teams like screwing you over calling you up in like May when you're ready in April Right. You literally might, I mean, you might break the, I mean, you might make the club out of spring training is obviously that's what you're thinking. Your mindset yeah. going into that. What, how, how, how are you looking right now? Is the fastball? I mean, what's it up to? How's the off speed shit looking? Yeah. Um, obviously I'm not like letting it eat, eat in these bullpens yet. I got a long season ahead, but last year I was up to one one again. And uh, my, my average was 96, 97 throughout the whole year. If you took every fastball, it was like 96.8 or something like that. Um, so, you know, the Vila is there, staying healthy. That was the biggest thing going in last year. I was like, these eight months, because I had never tackled 100-plus innings, and I ended up throwing 150 last year. Jesus and Christ. The way, way my body reacted, um, you know, it, it's given me a lot of confidence and kind of learning how to conquer that whole eight-month road. Um, it was a really good learning experience, and, I was able to stay healthy each start. Thank the Lord, man. I'm trying to do that this year. You know, health is wealth in this game. Yeah. No, and, and it, it shows, I mean, with the Nationals, I mean, they're not scared to call guys up. I mean, you, we're yeah. talking, you you literally were in AAA your first year. So it's not like they're scared to do that. And there's one guy in the system that is just an absolute freak of nature that I'm just impressed with is Josiah Gray. Have you got to talk to him and, like, watch him pitch? He's I've, disgusting. I've, yeah, I watched him pitch, man. He's He's good. He's he's really fun to watch, and he's got a really good arm, good stuff, and he seems like a great dude. I mean, I haven't gotten to meet him yet, but from what I see over uh, the social media stuff, you know, he seems like a really great guy. I'm ready to meet him. They're building something up there in Washington, man. I mean, they're, some of yeah. these prospects like that. I'll let it slide that Jackson Rutledge, Big League, the podcast, didn't acknowledge the comment on his photo, but that's fine. I mean, that Jackson Rutledge kid's a freak, too. I mean, you played with him, right? How, what levels did you play with him at? Uh, I I was at the alt site with him my first year in 2020. And then we were in high A for a little bit. And then he ended up getting hurt. And I didn't really see him the rest of the year. So that kid's a freak, dude. That kid's yeah. so good. But uh, got, yeah. Yeah. Cole, have, you, yeah. have you, you know, Cole Henry? No, no, I don't know. I don't he, think I. He's, he's my boy. He'd be a really good guy to talk to. Yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll get him on. Just start feeding me guys. I mean, you're my guy. Yeah. I mean, just start oh, yeah. feeding me guys. We'll just keep going here. We just have big leaguers, top prospects. Is that good? We're just grinding here. But this is the last <laughs> thing I wanted to bring up because I obviously 
uh, you're my guy. We had you on when you were b- before your junior season in Oklahoma. If yep. when that debut happens for you, uh, Lord knows when it's going to happen. I'm expecting to be one of like the top 20 Johnny, people. You're going to be there. I'm just no, I, I, I'm expecting. I'm expecting you to like, let me know though. Like I, I, I want yeah. when that, I, I'm not going to break it. I'm no Ken Rosenthal. You can trust me. The, the mouth is sealed, but when that debut happens, I'm going to need that text. Like Johnny, we did it. And then just the Drake yeah. gift of let's go. I'm going to need that at least 24 hour notice. I'm dropping everything. I'm first flight, wherever it is. Hopefully it's close to here. I can drive. But yeah, when that debut happens, I have to be there plain and simple. I mean, I, I have to know too, like just hey. promise me top 20. I promise you got to, you got to be there. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's I'm a day one dog. It's going to be your family that knows the, your girlfriend and then Johnny Cole can figure it out later. Cause Cole's going to be grinding in the minors, uh, maybe in the show next year, but I need to know I'm fired up for how, how, is that something that you've kind of like thought about or just, cause obviously you manifest stuff. Have you manifested like that first start or just that debut and kind of just played it out in your head? Like what's going to be the emotions for you? Or you just don't even think that far. No, I mean, I've for sure thought about that for a long time and I can't wait for that day to happen and just try not to make it bigger than what it is. It's a big moment, but, you know, I'm honestly, I'm like, all right, this is first start in the big leagues of hopefully a lot, you know, a lot of starts, 10 plus years. That's what I want to do in my baseball career. And um, so, I, I mean, I've been preparing for that day and emotionally, I just, I don't want to make it too big because I know whenever I do that, I get out of myself on the mound and stuff. So just treat it like another game. And then afterwards, really enjoy it with the family, friends, big old Johnny. Yeah, I'll be Um, there. Dude, and and that's the thing. And I'm going to just – I'm going to pre-notion this. I'm not going to try to sit anywhere near your brother because if they show us on the camera, I'm going to look like a little troll. Like, I I, like respectfully, if if they – just when when you align the tickets, set me as far away because I, I tell the story all the time on the podcast. I was at Kevin Smith's debut. I packed yeah. a dip before his first hit. He gets his hit because I was nervous. I pack a dip. He gets yeah. his hit. Right. I swallow the dip, and I'm on, like, national TV behind his family looking like I'm going to die. Like, it was one of the worst uh, visuals dude. of all time. It was one of the worst visuals ever. But, man, dude, anyways. Follow it. I, I, it was, I was fired up. Like I was nervous. I'm like, man, like this is my guy playing for my hometown team at the Rogers center and he gets the hit and I'm just juiced. Next thing I know, the dip is just in my gullet, just nightmare fuel. You just hate to see it. It was, it was a nightmare. But anyways, man, like I said, we rarely have moments on the show where I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this shit. Just seeing your, like how far you've come since, I mean, OU, the draft day, three levels and now you're the number one prospect for the washington nationals what a ride it's been man and it's just been a it's been an honor and a privilege to even like i'm pumping your tires here it's jesus johnny but it's it, just to be your boy i mean i'm fired up for you man and i can't yeah. wait for you this year hopefully the border's open and we figure something out maybe in triple a because you're close to me rochester's like i think three hours from me so i'll, I'll yeah. we'll figure something out but anyways man it was a pleasure to have you back on and uh i can't wait for that debut well maybe we'll do a, a live in-person pod after the debut to get the people going i love that yeah dude thank you it, it's been a fun ride and we got many more podcasts coming, so yes, we'll do it. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you.